Yo, where you at, G? I'm on G. Olowa. Uwe to G. Yo, G. Ugoopi. Hey, G. Owe here. I'm in the studio. Studio. Welcome to Amp Stories Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Am Stories Podcast. It's your girl, D, a.k.a. DJ First Lady. Today is my first day doing studio recording, and I got the mandems in the building. Got the mandem in the building. Yes, sir. So we who here. we got? Who we got here today? Go ahead and introduce yourself. I go by the name DJ Answer My Call. I go by the name of DJ T-Lex. Awesome. We got the brother mandem in Dallas. Thank you for the connect, DJ Rose. Shout out to you, because this one is going to be a mad thing. First episode episode on the video it's gonna be a mad thing well Challenge. as you already know we here to talk about music mm-hmm. we got the djs in the booth you feel me three djs in the booth who wants to talk first about what their story is but you got to me we'll just stop though because I, I can go on forever you know what i mean so yeah, but we know sure. better yet i'm gonna ask you a few questions okay it's gonna do rapid fire then i'm gonna come to you call yeah. i'm gonna come to you I'm gonna do rapid fire with you a sure thing all right so what's your official name my government name yeah, yeah. my government name is tendai okay awesome favorite genre music music right now shoot right now so this is interesting right because i'm a straight love of music i'm an r&b guy okay r&b yeah, yes, that's what i grew yeah. up on and still love it give me teddy pendergrass keith sweat any day okay it rocks yeah oh man right <laughs> <laughs> you like the smooth music it is what it is how long have you been djing for i've been djing for i would say 15 years yeah it's been a nice journey and everything else of progress and i think the basis of it all was that i just love music in general so mm-hmm. Growing up, we had the little in the radio systems uh, with the LPs and the 35, the 33 inches and the long plays. And a radio thing was jumping. You'd put the coin on the needle. You know, so I've been loving music. That's the basis of why I DJ. So, and we started off just carrying um, speakers with a couple of the guys back in Zimbabwe. Shout out to Papa Lodza, uh, the bad boy crew up in Synergy in Harare. And that's what we used to do. You know, and so you would get like 30 seconds, 20 minutes of DJing in the beginning of the afternoon session or the end of the afternoon session. We were using CDs those days. And, and that's how we started again. Shout out to the the bad boy crew you were really telling your age with that story yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we get we get finer with age you know what i mean <laughs> you're right that's what i call your turn government name government name is michael okay mr michael favorite genre at the moment right now it's i'm a piano and how long have you been djing just over 10 years now so in that five years you were working he was just watching in terms of math because you said 15 you said 10 so what were you doing the five years no, he started way before me i have a music background as well i grew up in a musical family i'd like to believe and they love music so i'll claim it as a musical family Mm -hmm. after that i went into the field of music and i do a whole lot of stuff I'm actually an artist, I'd like to say. So I, I just go by answer my call because you don't know tomorrow it's a song, tomorrow it's a, it's a play, it's a poem. So answer my call is just uh, generalizes everything. DJing was how I was able to stay in music without really getting taxed because sometimes you take that path, it's very difficult to break through. And with DJing, you can actually get some jobs, you can get some money and stay around the music. Uh-huh. So yeah, he discovered me. <laughs> That's cool. That <laughs> is then, cool. Yeah, he put me on. So The discovery. He also said you were a sound engineer. So. So is oh, that a yes. part of your answer my call? Yeah, it's it's all a part of that. That is nice. So wait, when did you guys come together though? What year was that? So he's my brother, right? So coming together is kind of like I'm the big brother kind of situation where he says to me, hey... I want a DJ. I'm like, whatever. You know, so that kind of stuff. But he's an artist. And people don't know this, but speaking up his stuff on up on national television or whatever, but he actually has songs out. He used to be a rapper. Like, he's a skill in the family. He so got he, bars? He, yeah, he got bars for, for days. If I know? dropped a beat right now, you gonna spit? Literally spit, but not <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. So, I mean, I think one thing about Answer My Call that we loved is that as an older brother, you gotta put obstacles in front of his way and see how serious the guy really is about what he wants to do. And I think just the way I started, before you're a DJ, you gotta have the work ethic. And it's something simple like after a show after a wedding after we dj we kind of the chords i think g you're a dj too the most cumbersome job about djing is before and after the show you got to carry these the flight cases you got to carry the equipment you got to carry the you got to make sure the, the audio cables are not all tangled up and so mm-hmm. i think he was front and center of everything you know and that kind of stuff and we would have sessions where basically the sun would come up and we're still at it and so i think from that point on i was like yo he's serious about this stuff and so and again like i'm always saying right he's a natural it was a matter of just unlocking the creative stuff in him and teaching him whatever I've been taught coming up. How was the first class when you were like, Mr. Answer My Call, join me at the back of the booth. What was that like? Was it complicated for you for the first time? Or like, you've been watching him for so long that you know, 
okay, I think I can do this without the help. So, so hold up, G. Back then, he was called Mike Focus. Mike Focus. <laughs> so when you represent that part, you, you got to say, hey, Focus, what was the, you know? Focus. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah, back then, all my artist names, I just try to speak to my life. Back then, I didn't have any focus. So <laughs> I just needed to keep reminding myself. So I'd be like, ah, oh, my name is Focus. So people would be like, Focus, Focus. I'm like, yeah, I need to focus. <laughs> so the first class, it was mostly the technical stuff. The music, I had it down, but the technical part, I didn't know how to use all of this. And then I went to his house. It's like an hour away. Got in the garage. He had the setup in the garage. Then jumped on the mixers. He says, oh, okay, this is what you do. A, B, C, D. He gave me house music. So if you know house music, mixing house music is the best thing you can ever do when someone's starting. It can flow. So I would Absolutely. go for hours and hours. This man was getting a bit disappointed. He was like, why don't you play something else? <laughs> you know, no, no, no Afro beats, nothing. You're just house music. You're not going to learn. And I was like, ah, oh, man, let me stick to this house music. But the first lesson was all house music until he shut it down. He was like, yeah, you're not going to use this equipment if you're going to play house music. And I had to figure my way around all the other genres. But that's how pretty much the first lesson went. What would you say is the most difficult genre in terms of mixing? Um, I feel like you don't have a difficulty. To be honest, right? I think, and I'm not throwing any shade. I don't think me and Ansa have any difficult genre to mix because... I know that's right. Right, because for starters, right, we know what harmonic keys are. And this guy knows harmonic keys off his head, that kind of stuff. And I have to kind of remember them. He just spits them out. So if you know harmonic keys and then transitions, areas where you can chop in mix and all that kind of stuff. And remember, like I was saying, even though starting to DJ DJ properly was CDs, but we used to mess around with the vinyl. So in the end, you are a trained ear. Now, we never used to have BPMs on controllers, techniques, and back in the day, didn't have all that. You used to have to tape the 33-inch single. CDs were like with new technology back then. So I don't think we have any issue mixing any genre forever because we love music. We understand the creation of music, and that's where he becomes a big help because he teaches me certain things about how an eight track is layered what how this is this that is and all the kind of stuff and so i feed off him so even though he's younger than me he's the creative one i don't think you know we have any issue we can do anything can i add to that yeah go ahead so i agree with that but as a dj you can learn to play all the genres the difficult part now is figuring out the crowd so we've definitely had some challenges you can go for 20 minutes just trying to figure out are we there yet do we have them crossing through different genres is very difficult because you can start at maybe say a 115 bpm you got an i'm a piano crowd maybe a quarter of the crowd is i'm a piano and then you see some people want some dancehall and it's down there and to switch back if your heart rate is already up there you want to go house music you don't want to go back to get busy and all those <laughs> those tracks down there but <laughs> that's the only one i could think of but yeah that's the most difficult part those are some of the challenges that we've had so far we can make all the playlists we want at home but then figuring out the crowd has been difficult because now the crowds are getting bigger and more diverse and it's harder when you're just thrown in there and you're like okay you're trying to look at the faces you're trying to see how they're reacting and everything and at the same time the song is almost at the end that's the difficult part for us how do you guys balance each other out though and the truth yes i'm the older brother whatever i say goes oh no 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 i think i'll go first with this one i think we don't really balance each other out for like a better term we we compliment each other shout out to rose also she kind of asked me a question when we met her like how do you guys work as a duo because a lot of people you know dj on singles you know we started djing in singles also but as a duo i think the key thing that i always say is we're not in competition we actually are on the same one one accord right and so i think we bounce stuff off each other as we were dj again i think you've been a dj for quite a while too it's like sometimes you are just off it it happens right and sometimes you're on one and we've had situations where we had a major show and i'm off it and he's hot and so what do we do we ride his hot wave and the vice versa sometimes i'm on it and he is which is a very rare and then we ride my wave right so then sometimes we're both just hot at that point the crowd gets like something totally different like this whole year we've been on another level if i'm to be honest the key thing to us is that besides us being djs we're friends and we're brothers and the idea is i I learn from him he learns from me there's no egos in here because we're all in it to win it i'm learning from y'all too trust me you're gonna learn from you too you know what i mean that's how it works yeah yeah i agree you have anything to add on absolutely go ahead <laughs> So it's it's also finding out what you're willing to sacrifice because you know when you're up there and you're creating you want the full control of the ship you want to steer the ship by yourself so you have to find out what you want to sacrifice so he sacrifices he gives up what he gives up I give up what I give up and we kind of form this super thing Power Rangers you know when they come together more like Super Saiyan Super Saiyan yeah. all right so I'm yeah. the older one to me it's Voltron oh you know, my oh. god look where we're going now. <laughs> had to go I took you back man let's bring it back focus hey focus yeah I got you. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah.
yeah, yeah, focus. But yeah, so that's pretty much it. Finding out what you sacrifice because it is difficult. It, it's very difficult being up there. Sometimes you have this idea and then he has this idea. I can point out to the recent gig. We were going, so we practiced. We had a playlist and everything. Songs were in order. But then a point came when I was like, the crowd is really feeling this track. And the next track that's like this is like 10 tracks down the list. Mm. So I told him, I just whispered in his ear. I was like, bro, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you said for real. Then I just turned it up. So those moments, they're very difficult up there. You don't see it, but it's there. And not showing it on when you're on stage, just working with it and, and acknowledging you know, that we all make mistakes. Sometimes I make a mistake, we keep going. He makes a mistake, we keep going. We don't deal with it up there. Yeah, and so just to add on, sorry, like he says, right? But the key thing is the trust factor because I trust he knows what he's doing. Even though he may make a detour in, in whatever it is we rehearsed, we worked on, we practiced. And because it's the feel of the crowd too, right? How they react to what we're doing. And if he tells me, hey, I got this feel, we, we go with it. And I think this whole thing about content, right? We like to take videos and get people to send us videos and we actually study and look at certain things, the chemistry, the whatnot, that we did this. We are our biggest critic. We want to get better every single time. I actually love that. How long do you guys dedicate to practice? Is this like once a week or twice a week? Once we hit that one day, we just stay for 10 hours straight. What is the practice regiment? It's a lifestyle, y'all. I like it. Here it's you a go. lifestyle. Here you go. It's a lifestyle. I know, you know, it's easy having this conversation with you because you know this. As soon as you start DJing, oh, yeah. listening to music becomes different. Correct. You hear a song on the radio, anywhere you hear a song, you're like, what can I put with this? How do I do this? How can I mix this? So we constantly add it. And then he has this mailing list every day. He sends new songs. It's called The Daily Dose. And I kid you not, it's been almost six years now. Every day. Every Every day. single day. Yeah. That is commitment. So we're busy now, but we meet whenever we can. But when we do meet, it's on. And pop it. We, I we definitely lock understand that. And we, we go. Yes. I do know like when you're in the session, you're in the session. It's like, don't forget, it don't matter what time it is. If we go into sunrise, we go into sunrise because the vibe is here. How many times do we session? So I think the key thing is that even though we're apart, like he was saying, we'll like one hour way different to like but we generally do our own sessions together we come up here and then we we kind of work but i will tell you this though one of my most impressive things i've ever done with my younger brother here is that during covid everyone was doing those parties yeah, right the online the lives yeah. or whatnot so we had this one party where there was something wrong with the video and the audio mixing together whatever because we couldn't go on instagram because the regular labels were cutting out the songs so we had to go on facebook and do some not oh, facebook uh, live facebook? we had to mm. that's what it is right we had grandma and, 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 um, so there was some technical problem with the uh going with the feeds and we and me and him started mixing separately like on the different feeds and it was flowing and people were like are you guys serious <laughs> like for real like he would play a song and i've been on a separate feed and i would just mix it with whatever and it's on point and that's what we got for practicing because he knows what i'm gonna do i know what he's gonna do to a certain extent even though he has his own nuances to it but the thing is when michael gives you that smile like what's the smile no the smile is i'm gonna kill you you know what i mean because and he does that when you put a fire track and then he's like oh Anybody watching, they're watching, when you watch us at shows and you get that micro smile, it's about a yawn because like he's feeding the music and when you put a fire track and you're mixing and you're doing the effects and everything, he is like on our way. And that's what I'll piggyback to your previous question. I'm his biggest supporter. He's my biggest supporter. Oh, that's so, love. So when we're on there, it's that like, love. it's like if he's killing it, I'm like, yo, brah. You know what I mean? And that's when you see us taking videos of each other because I want to get that moment where he's killing it. He does the same thing for me. So yeah, I'm his biggest fan and he's my biggest fan and that's how it kind of all goes. So yeah. I'll give you that, that Usher look. That Usher's like, watch this. Watch this. <laughs> that is cool. All right, so we're going to take a break right here. And you know what time it is. Music time. Let's go. Let's go. Let's show. Pia non c'ha polisse, 
course you already know what time it is we're going to talk a little bit more about the music thing so as my call said his genre right now is i'm a piano and so my question to you guys is for those that are not invested in i'm a piano yet how can we get them to love the sound it's a tough question because it's like why don't you already love it like it's great like love it already but there's some people that's just not into the sound yet because they just think like oh my gosh it's just noise do you like go first or hey 
I gotta leave it to my brother. <laughs> Heads or tails? I, I sell fire <laughs> in hell. <laughs> so it's a very good question, right? But obviously, people have got different uh, tastes in music. So, however, I think what we need to let people know, and via vehicles like this Amp Stories podcast, which is great, by the way, great thing you're doing, uh, G, is that Ama Piano has, within itself has got several other sub genres, subsections of Ama Piano. You've got the Sgija, you've got the Bacardi, you've got the private school Ama Piano, which is more based on piano keys and percussion and all that kind of stuff and so I think what it is is people need to just broaden their range and what type of Amar Piano they listen to right just throwing some nuggets out there Kabza Kelvin Momo Gaba Canal all that kind of stuff those guys have got those what you call those um, the chill Amar Piano the groove Amar Piano it's not all just about heavy dancing all that kind of stuff or all the, the heavy heavy lock drum it's nice and chill music like barbecue music like brunch music and that kind of stuff and so for those who don't love Amar Piano I think the key thing is to expand what type of um, piano you're listening to. I think you did mention that some of them see it as noise, which we understand. We, we see the viral videos on TikTok and social media and whatnot is the whole dancing with a heavy lock drum and all that kind of stuff. It sounds like, you know, the hammer hitting King of a Nail, but there's more to it than that. Like for right now, if you listen to Cubs of the Smalls album, King of a Piano 2, it's just groove, right? It's a good album. It's a good album. It's just groove. It's different from what Fiddle produces, different from what Mellow and Sleazy produce and that kind of stuff. And so there are a couple of other guys out there who are like super amazing. And then there's another section where it came from uh, we got guys like Amaroto uh, Risma Lisa you know that kind of stuff they got that township groove it's a lot more to it and I think exposure go on your Spotify playlists and just increase the artists that you're listening to right go and get some other guys who are just doing good things I know Mike over to you you said pretty much everything there I don't know if people know about speakeasies like uh, these bars you get in a bar and then there's a secret door and then you get in and there's yes. a special menu and everything so I'm a piano right now I'm looking at you right there <laughs> It's a speakeasy of music right now. You walk in a bar, there's all these genres that you already know, but you want something different. You want that different menu, that special menu. You got to go in that speakeasy, ask for I'm a piano. There are different genres in there. That's the secret menu. And right now, while it's still new, is the best time to go in because you learn a lot more before it's um, diluted, if I can say, because it's a sound, so it's obviously going to spread. And it's already spread. There's I'm a piano in South America, over here in North America. Europe, everywhere, they have remixes of the their genres on a piano. But you want to get in now while they still have that hardcore on a piano, so you can really experience the feeling. Because it's not only the sound that gets you; it's the feeling of the music. It connects you, even if you don't even understand the lyrics. You can be connected to the feeling because the instruments they use before in 2012 and after they had a piano there, but then they just started incorporating more traditional instruments, and the log drum came in and just took over the game. Yeah. But there's a way they use it down there in that region. It's absolutely amazing. It's breathtaking. And right now, I'm speaking to you. <laughs> in the camera. In the camera. Camera one, yeah. do not fall behind. Now is the time to get into a piano. And she's got all the hookups, so you got to link up with her. Yeah, it's me. It's me. I got it. Just to piggyback on what, what um, Anson McCall was saying, we know music is no language, but sometimes you can connect further with a certain song if you can't understand what they're saying. So I encourage people to go onto the YouTube and whatnot and look up your song a song and the lyrics version it kind of makes sense it helps bridge the gap into you know certain songs and they may be able to connect with you better so that we, we totally encourage that connection and music coexist pretty much the connection between good music definitely lives within the heart and so there's certain songs that I hear and I'm just like wow I don't even know what they're saying but I feel it it's like you get goosebumps on you like everything is just like wow it's just speaking to me that's very interesting thank you guys for your point of view I appreciate that because it's not that we're trying to convince people to listen to the music, but we want them to understand it, to understand why we also enjoy it and why we play it because we feel it and we want them to feel it too. But if they don't, it's okay. You're just missing out. Eh, can't really tell you much, but hey, it's yeah. not your thing. It's not your thing. But I do want to piggyback on the part where you're like, I'm a piano could get diluted. Do you think it's getting there already, though? So I would ask you, what do you mean diluted? What do you mean diluted? <laughs> We're passing the yeah, question. Pass it on, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, diluted in the sense that at their core, they're willing to sacrifice their sound to get plays. Right now, they're still very stingy with their sound. They know that the sound is growing. West Africa's taking the sound to a whole different level. And they've shown appreciation, but they're very stingy. And I 
I feel like if a South African producer was to go to West Africa and, and show them some of the techniques, it would Africa would just shoot up because right now they don't want to sacrifice the sound. If you watch the videos, if you listen to some of the, the albums coming out, they're still very hardcore. I'm a piano and sometimes it can get irritating. You know, if you're not really comfortable with it, it can really get it. The, the drums can really get to you. You got to be in, in a special place to take them. So that's why I, what I mean by dilution. I, I feel like if at their core, they sacrifice their sound for commercial success, that's when it's gone. I think we have to kind of go back and kind of look at what I'm a piano is, where it came from. You got to remember, I'm a piano been around for over 10 years and people don't even, a lot of people don't even know that, right? 2012, it's a fusion of, you got your Kwaito and you got your Deep House that was in South Africa and you've got your Afro House music. So what happens is it's really from the townships and a lot of people right now, I know we'll talk into some of these things, but a lot of people are feeding off of I'm a piano. It is it's changing lives. It is creating a, an industry in South Africa for even in neighboring countries for kids who are able to produce music off Fruity Loops, right? This is off um, like small computers, not even MacBook Pros or whatnot. It's just off Fruity Loops and they're they're creating the sound. And so you can understand to a certain extent why they're stingy with it. West Africa, with people like Davido jumping on tracks, have blown up to a bigger audience and everybody gets to eat, uh, right? So I think what Anto's saying is that we need to start getting my piano in Ibiza. I mean, I know Black Coffee and Shimza are doing Ibiza, that kind of stuff, but we need to have I'm a piano in a bigger setting because it is that big. But if it gets on the bigger setting, isn't that where the dilution happens? Because it's not going to be the authentic vibes anymore. It's going to be, oh no, we have to cater to this group a little bit. So if I cater to this group, I can't give my all township type vibes because they're not going to understand it. They're not going to feel that type of vibe because this is not where they're from. I would counter that with, it's about exposure, right? You give them something that they've never heard before, they get used to it. I mean, for example, reggae is big in Europe. Doesn't even know dilution, know nothing, right? So I think it's the exposure. We need to get people on the big stage. It's about knocking doors down and being authentic to who you are. They'll love it. It is that good. So you're saying it's that good. I agree with you. But you're saying no features from the outside world. He's saying it's going to go to the outside world and the features are also going to jump on and it's going to change the sound. That's where the dilution happens. True, but piggybacking on what we talked about, there's something called sacrifice. The gatekeepers of, of the industry uh, or, or the genre have got to actually look at where do they want to go. Like I'm saying, right? It's, it's changing lives. People who were in the townships who were just kids and now wearing real Gucci and Versace and all that kind of stuff, right? And so it's just like, it's crazy. If you look at, sorry, not to call any names, like Cubs of the Small 2012 and right now, feeding his family, bought his mom a house, it's changing lives. However, there's got to be a bigger picture to all this, right? You can't have the one percenters only make. Now you've got to get everybody else. And so features are fine, but feature them on the authentic sound, right? For example, David Doe featured on K-Star, the original. They didn't change anything. All David Doe was said was G's Connect. <laughs> and then the song blew up. And by the time David Doe featured on that song, it was actually a year old, right? And he didn't change the sound. He just put verses on it and it translated to Nigeria. Like again, a guy who understands that my piano sound is Burner Boy, right? Because, you know, he has a good South African connection with that kind of stuff because he did a lot of song, uh, songs back in, in Cape Town, South Africa and whatnot. I think one of his biggest tracks was with AKA, All Eyes On Me, back All in the day. Yeah, me. so. No, Afri um, South Southern Africa's got a lot for Burnable, you know. So, but that's what we're saying, right? If you get the big artists to understand, hey, the guys will push the numbers. You know, we want to see Wizkid on a proper on my piano track. That would be super cool, you know. Tiwa Savage is up with the program. Yeah, you know that's I mean? my so, girl. Yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> hey, so, Tiwa. Yeah. Cool, cool. Fan. That's what's up. But uh, Wiz and Burnin got with Kabza. Yes, the, the original one. That song is Spon uh, Spon Yeah, Spon no. I like yeah. that song. Yeah, that's, yeah. That was one of the very first ones to feature. But back then, my piano wasn't really that big. But yeah, yeah, you're right. You see? Compliments me. I feel like Answer had something to say when we were talking about di diluting <laughs> the water. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. I'm going to let him talk about it because yeah, yeah. this he's the problem. He's the reason why we started about this whole dilution thing. Sure Sounded like scientists yeah, yeah, yeah. in here. But no, I think he saved himself from me. When he, he did said, a little bit, right? When he said, no, they have to come collaborate mm -hmm. with them. They have to come get the music in South Africa. They have to want to appreciate the culture because appreciation of arts is also appreciation of the cultures, right? So if I'm collaborating with someone from Brazil on a samba record, I want to go to Brazil for a week while we're recording, live through the favelas and go through the beaches, see how they live so I can really appreciate it. So when I do say something on the track, it's not just something that I just came up with. I want to feel it. This is not the best example, but Black Eyed Peas and uh, Sergio 
Sergio Mendes, Masquenada. Oh, Maria. They went to Brazil. They got his sound and then they put their lyrics on it. They didn't turn it into a US track. So that kind of collaboration, it still has the Brazilians saying, look, they appreciate our sound and our sound, we can give it to the world comfortably. They're not going to say, because now, you know, people start talking about, oh, people are stealing the sound. Oh, people are stealing. Drake, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> people are stealing the sound. But if he went there and they gave him a piece of it, the experience, then it's fair. That's my take on dilution. Yeah, if, it, yeah. if it happens that way, then hey, look, we're having a good time. We still have, I'm a piano. Shakira. Shakira. It's for Africa. Didn't change it. That track is like 20 years old. Waka waka. Didn't change a thing on it. Now, them dudes who made that song, they started eating again. You know what I mean? That's really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> true, true. Yeah, true. And they got their flowers too. Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite genres is Afro House. And so I learned about Afro House when I was in college. A friend of mine, Mercedes, went to study abroad in South Africa. You know, up and coming DJ at the time, I was like, oh, Merce, when you go out there, bring me back music. And she was like, bet. Came back with Afro House tracks. I was like, what is this? Like, this is different. And so I'm listening. And I'm like, oh. This is this thing bangs. You know, you play it, but people are like, what is she playing? How come Afro House didn't blow as much as I'm a piano is blowing right now? But so it kind of stems from, you know, the same kind of backgrounds. Let me ask you a question. What was the first Afro House track that you like? Oh my gosh, the first. Ooh. That's difficult. I know it's Black Motion. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Drums. It's Black Motion. It was one of the songs. I even forgot Look, the name. Even if you just say Black Motion, you were good. That's it. Okay. Good, good. That's good. good enough. That's, oh my God. That's, <laughs> that's it. That's enough. it. That's, yes. Yeah, that's what a pick. That's what got me. Of course. And then Prince KB. Of course, I can't forget him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, boo. You, you know, we did a show with Prince KB. Right? Yeah. I wish I knew you guys then. Hey. I would have been tag teaming. Like, hey, guys, uh, yeah, can we, I join yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> Next dance, we're putting in work. You know? <laughs> Shout out to my piano DMV. You know, start entertainment. Absolutely. Yeah. Shout out. But is there an answer to the question, though? Go ahead. Take it, Mike. I don't think uh, it, it didn't blow up. I think it reached the house people. They loved it. It's wine, really. It's a quiet taste. They don't have a lot of commercial track that, that cater to that side of the club. They have the festival music, the beach music. The, I want to go three hours just bopping my head <laughs> music. And there's a lot of African drums in there and spiritual chants and all that. You know, People sometimes they get uncomfortable because they don't know how beautiful the culture is. I feel like it reached the people that it was supposed to reach. And it's had its success. It hasn't blown up like I'm a piano because I'm a piano now is catering to deep and to commercial. So I don't know where the disconnect is. Maybe <laughs> T-Lex over here <laughs> as, a, as an answer for that. It's mostly my opinion, right? So I think it just depends which lens you're looking at. It. Actually, Afro House is the one that's been played in Ibiza, right? And not to say anything, we were at Black Coffee show like three weeks ago. It's coming on a private jet for an hour and he leaves and he goes somewhere else. So I think Afro House has gone, but it has gone to a certain segment. He fills up stadiums. And I think um, he's on the level of the Burner Boys and the Whiskey, if not higher, so I'm sorry. They were the Africa's top. But I think Afro House translates to a certain type of audience because it's a slow down kind of EDM, more refined EDM. So it has a bigger audience right but i think amongst us on the continent sometimes especially my brothers and sisters up in the east and the west i think the sound doesn't resonate as much to them because they've had an established type of sound so like when you look at the fella Kutis and all the people from back in ghana and you know those older artists right they had a, a certain type of sound like right now afrobeat has been going on and i remember answer feel free to correct me we were first listening to p square that wasn't even called afrobeat it was just music it was called niger music and then we were listening to you know certain Ghanaian artists and that kind of stuff, right? And for me, one of the first Ghanaian artists that I really, really liked who resonated to me was Mr. Easy, Skin Tight. It was slow down kind of music. And so I think what it is, is the exposure and the willingness to shift from what you're used to. What are you used to? If it's a certain type of sound, when you get something different, like for you, you got a musical ear, it hits you. Like, okay, this is a good sound. But I think right now, Afro House is going to keep on doing its numbers. And then also, because we're finding now the Ama Piano tracks are being put on Afro tech now it's called afro tech where you find adiweles are being done in a semi-edm kind of situation i think one of the biggest guys i like is talk music or um afro brothers those kind of guys actually even dj shimza has been putting love dj yeah shimza. you will not go to shimza show or kb show and not hear uh what's the name waffles is a cappella of tanzania on there and i mean so it's like yeah people are doing their own best i mean it's gonna go through one thing you can't cheat is time right mm, one 
thing you can't cheat is time. Did you hear that? T-Lex said, say it again. They didn't hear you. One thing you can't cheat is time. Wow. Dropping gems. Knowledge. <laughs> Knowledge. Hey, I'm on the Amped podcast. Hello? You're talking we to me. We on the Amped podcast. We on the Amped podcast. Let's go, Amped Stories podcast. Let's go. Okay, cool. First of all, that was a lit session. Appreciate you. Thank you. They are so cool, guys. <laughs> like, I just be standing here in amazement like, wow. Look at them go. She's, she's being modest right now. She, <laughs> she went in there. She hey, mixed hey, hey, too. Hey, so please, everybody please. eats. We're talking about you guys. Y'all the one that was killing it just now. They're killing it. It's the tag team for me. Like the tag team. It's okay. You're going to see some clips. The tag team is what it is. But anyways, let's get back into the conversation. And so we all know that we're in Texas right now. Specifically Dallas. Let's say DFW area. One thing I've realized about the DFW area is kind of missing something. What is it missing, guys? You tell me. What do you think is missing here? You to go nah go ahead sir i don't want to say it <laughs> <laughs> well, but weird. i'll say it <laughs> yeah okay um, you be the full guy in terms of uh the sound yeah because afro beats they vibe but with i'm a piano we don't have groovers mm -hmm. because from what i've seen with the music they just want to hear the music they don't care about the ambiance they don't care about what type of bottles you have what type of shoes you have on all that stuff doesn't matter when it comes to i'm a piano people just want to groove if we're comparing to dc or the east coast in general they just want to groove they walk in they go right to the front of the stage wearing their their vans yeah most of them are dressed nice but they got vans on because they gotta dance we gotta get an endorsement in that one <laughs> <laughs> what do you think you gotta add on there that's a tough one g it's like each time um lex and answer got the opportunity of going to dc and we lack of better term handle the business people are back here in texas like y'all you know y'all should bring the same vibe to uh to dallas but i'm like we're here this is home for us right and so i don't know what it is honestly i can't put my finger on it but it's a tough sell because it's like the talent is here everyone hits us up and says hey let's do this let's do that but we don't get the same kind of vibe i guess the ambiance i don't know if it's appreciation or whatnot because like answer said right afro beats people out there having fun with it and they're playing it select i'm a piano track it's all good but when you have a strictly i'm a piano session or listening or whatever it's like we've still got work to do i think at some point we have to take responsibility maybe it's us who've got to push the pencil you know what i mean and again maybe it's a situation where we have to start crawling before you run you know what i mean so maybe you've got to do it and do it because again afro beats has been in the area for a long time and obviously there's a huge uh, west african population here in texas and so maybe you just have to put the legwork in and so at least it gains some traction because yeah we're trying to compare things that have been in place for a while and then i think we have to just find our lane and just go on our journey again like i said you can't cheat time right this one i don't have a solution and that solution maybe is just to wait it out and continue to work every single day to get it better in terms of the reception of, of what we're trying to do i think we need to have training sessions what i mean about training sessions you know how they do like pop-up shops yeah we need to do something like that yeah even i feel like for the Afrobeats vibes yeah it's here and all but i don't see dancers here dancers are not in the south like that like they here but they here for the video and yeah. then that's it but they're not here to dance it out like in a party and i also think it's probably because of how the venues are set up i think that that also plays a big part because there's always a lot of couches all over the place so like you have to be in a section to groove in your section and it won't really give the ambiance that we want so maybe the training sessions no chairs <laughs> No chairs, tight spacing, booth, speakers. Let's go. And just to segue what you're talking about, right? That's the difference in the cultures, right? We know our West African people, brothers and sisters, they will groove on top of a couch, right? And like I was talking about the history of my piano, right? It's from the townships. It's from the poor people. And we just like groove anyway. We don't really care. We groove. In South Africa, we have things called bashes. It's in the middle of the street. All you got, you have is sound system speakers and we get in. It's just... Block party. Yeah. It's a block, block party. party. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Layman's terms. Layman's terms of black party. Yeah. Block party. Yeah. So I think like you listen to sessions, We'll put in work to get it done. I think also look within and what are we doing to help out get this sound out. And maybe we need to do more of these sessions that you're talking about, G, and, and even go through the phases where we have 20 people. And then it becomes 30, then it becomes 40. You know, we have to grow, you know. So, yeah. At some time, at some point, you got to take ownership of some of these things, right? Responsibility and yeah. accountability. Yeah. Don't put it all on yourselves, though. <laughs> eh, trust. Don't yeah. put it all on yourselves. But how does that change the dance culture down here? Because the dance, like you said, we don't have that dance culture. We only have, I can count the few people that come to the gigs here maybe three three girls who just <laughs> always they come to the party they dance they leave here it's too much going on it's like okay you gotta look good you gotta have a bottle you gotta have 
you a hookah. You got to have all this stuff. It's up there on the East Coast as well, but they're not focused on that. They're just like, okay, there's our table, but where's the dance floor? Yeah. True. Because, you know, you got to dance don't in that dance, dance culture. I don't know if it has anything to do with Afrobeats. I don't know if it has anything to do with the lyrics too, because Afrobeats, I can understand what they're saying. So sometimes it's easier for me to dance to Mona Lisa because, you know, <laughs> I, I understand what they're saying. But manje, <laughs> I went home with that one. <laughs> I'm a piano. Some of the I'm a piano is, yeah, it's all chance, nothing else. It's exciting for us, but I don't know if everyone so, else just can get it. So I think the lock drum is a lock drum, right? But I think TikTok is helping out because, I mean, unbeknown to some, the hoster here was getting it in, in the <laughs> sessions. You know what I mean? So I think TikTok is actually helping out in terms of the dancers that are there. You know, obviously, Bootle and the Hambaha dance. And it's like, so now stuff goes viral. So I think the dancers are coming in, you know, the Umlandos and all that kind of stuff. And so I think it's helping out. I, th- I think it's a collective effort, like she says. It's not only anybody wants shoulder, but like just to push the culture and, you know, trying to make the best out of it. You know what I mean? I agree. So with that being said, what's going on? What y'all got going on? I know y'all got a lot going on. The people want to know where they can find you, where they can see you. What's going on, guys? Don't do that. Come on. <laughs> we want to know. Answer. <laughs> That's our answer. <laughs> Currently, our fall schedule is out. We have three major gigs. We have one this week, actually, in New York. LeBain, if you're out in New York after WizKids concert, come check us out. She's got the details. She's got the hookup. And then we have a few gigs out in Dubai, right? In two weeks yeah. uh, over Thanksgiving. And then we have our first Licks and Answer party down here in Dallas. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. This we're is what we to, wanted to hear. Yeah. We're trying to make it happen. Um, you heard it here first. It's called Afro People. It's going to be a movement. The name might change, but it's going to be Afro Beats. I'm a piano. We're trying to push that African sound, but we're trying to introduce Dallas, Texas to I'm a piano sound and also not leave them, you know, wanting with the <laughs> rubies. So we're going to put it in there and uh, get you Amo Piano as well. So look out for that. And then we're also working on a project that's coming out. I'm a Piano Project. That's a secret. It's out the bag now. But look out for that next yes. year. I liked how we just went over the whole yeah. Dubai thing. You know what I mean? So yeah. Hold on, right? Like, let's backtrack. Yeah, let's backtrack Please. That. Dubai. Nah, nah. What's happening in Dubai? What's the secret? Come on. Uh, oh, right. so Habibi. 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 <laughs> we are part of um, a show called The Hustlers Branch in Dubai. And Major Leagues are headlining that show. And we are part of the set DJs that are playing there. So it's real crazy. It's on Jumeirah Island, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah I know what yeah. the, I, you know Jumeirah Island, you yeah. know, right? Yeah. yeah, it's mad. It's big for us, right? So I think what we're trying to do also is um, much as we're in the United States uh, based, Dallas based, travel all the way to DC and rock the crowd and all that kind of stuff. But at some point you got to grow, you know, and if it's a matter of us leading the way, it is what it is, right? And so we are going out there to represent, you know, that, hey, this America thing has got a few people who are like super skilled at what we do. And, um, so just prior to that, we opened for Major Leagues in DC like two, three, well, three weeks ago, yeah. And so it's that connection where we're like, okay, we are like for most of our concerts the lead openers, meaning we play right before the main act, and that's a huge responsibility because you've got to give the main act like a tap in. They want to come there, going to see the crowd really on 98, and they got just going to push it to 100. And uh, I think so far we've done a good job of that. But the idea is we keep on getting better and better and better at it. In inclusion to that, the Dubai gigs on the 26th of November, and then when we arrive we have a couple more gigs that we'll be having clubs in Dubai and the views are going to be crazy and then so the Amped uh, podcast is going to be have exclusive some of the content exclusive the content, content that we're going to have here. over there so yeah <laughs> I mean, I think the idea is that it's all doable. So yeah, we just want to go out there, represent and do the best we can as usual, you know, and grow and bring things out there that we're going to see because Dubai is a different land altogether. You know what I mean? As my boy like to say, Habibi. Habibi. <laughs> Come to Dubai. Yeah. That's amazing. You guys are doing amazing things and it's only up from here. I'm really excited about the party that's happening over here though because that has to do with me. I'm going to be here. Look, yep, we look. got you. Of course. Like, come on. Afro yeah. people. Yeah. DFW. Yeah. Pull up. Yeah. Houston, Austin, San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Pull up. It's going to be a live thing. Yeah. Exclusively here. You heard it here, though. Heard it here first. Yeah. That's what we like to do over here at Amp Stories Podcast. We like to amplify the stories. You feel me? There is one more thing I want to know. As a DJ, you know, you see a lot of things. You face a lot of issues throughout sessions, throughout events, gigs, all of that, right? So let's go. What have you experienced that has led you to find your do's and don'ts? And you can say your don't or your do's. This is just for yourself. Maybe you've experienced someone pour a drink on your controller. Oh my gosh. Or, you know, someone just trying to come and scratch when they don't need to to make an announcement on the mic like who are you what are you doing here you know give us a interesting story that has led you to your do's and don'ts 
I think it's all about part of DJing is connecting with the crowd, yeah. And I think it may sound simple when I say this, but it's really, really important to have visual with your crowd, look at your crowd. I think we've been in certain areas because obviously we, we DJ with people and we are part of a set of DJs, and then we have our own set times and all kind of stuff. And you find the DJ does not look at the crowd, right? He's focused on his decks. He or she are focused on their decks, and they may have a predetermined playset, and then there's no engagement with the crowd. You don't look up the dance floor is getting empty. Maybe the song that you played is not hitting, right? So we know if the song's not hitting, we quickly get out of it and that kind of stuff. And so I think looking up, connecting with your crowd, I think those who follow Lex and Answer on, on our social media and have seen our videos, we are engaged with the crowd. Like the crowd is part of our act, our show. We, we try and make sure that it becomes a family thing, you know, or family ting, like the host likes to say, you know what I mean? So yeah, I, I think that's super important. Looking up because it gives you the feedback. If they're not vibing to your track that you chose, great. Get the next one. You know what I mean? That's one of my do's or don'ts. As a DJ, do not have people in the booth. We're going to mess up the energy because the booth is like a, a shrine. It's a place. I, I don't want to be blasphemous, but it's sacred. It's up there. When you're in there, you control the energy in there and then you control the music. The music controls the people. So if the people around you aren't on the same wavelength, it can go south. So you have to check whoever's in the booth. You have to make sure, hey, don't come in here. If you don't even know what genre we're playing, don't come in the booth. Because some people come up there and then they just watch people. They just be behind you watching people like this. <laughs> intimidating the audience so last gig we walked in and we have some friends up there we've made friends obviously in dc so these two girls are like hey, look can we go up there with y'all like okay as long as you promise to bring the energy and these guys changed the whole set for us they changed the whole thing for us like we ended up feeding off of them right so that was amazing even though there's a little bit of booth etiquette that we have to talk about with the drinks because <laughs> you can't just put your drinks on the decks on 10 you grand equipment you know what I mean? you can't just do that that's important whoever is in the booth make sure you know it might just turn off the music on you you know you don't know so that's my uh don't shout out tatum shout out mickey groove masters yeah monica monica yeah we can't go monica yeah, yeah groove yeah. masters wow groove masters that's a big title tatum has a whistle you know what i mean you know, that's a big title she's the, the whistle lady from dc like she be going in she goes in yeah, 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 oh yeah. snap i gotta meet you oh yeah that is awesome if you watch the last videos from the last gig we had people dancing in Yo, the background it was dancing. really crazy man. it was it was a proper booth because I love dancing but we, we didn't get the chance he's hurt so he's always just watching <laughs> but yeah we, we I got an opportunity to dance with some of the guys over there and I fed off their energy I mean I'm a little bit slower but I kept up with them and I felt good but I went to bed feeling good <laughs> like yeah I, still I got did it. that <laughs> that's amazing you got something yeah yeah I got another one I think what makes Lex and Answer the act that we are and get the response that we do get is we put in work we practice when we go to a show we have an idea on paper about what do we trying to do what vibe are we trying to give the audience i think it's actually easier when you're solo when you're a duo not that it's difficult but there's more challenges because we are different people with different vibe but lucky for me and my brother here we're on one accord for 95 percent of the time so i think preparation is super super important when i talk about preparation even getting to the venue is super important on time like for example uh legs and answer have got one golden rule we do not repeat track if another dj has played a song we do not repeat tracks. So that being said, what that means is that if we are on, let's say, midnight and other DJs are on like 10, we're there at 10. We are part of the other show. We are part of supporting our fellow DJs. You know, you always find us grooving even before our set. We don't act like superstars and come at like five minutes before our set, you know, because that just allows us to meet our people, have fun, greet our people, you know, people be invited and make new connections. And But when we get on stage, we are ready because we've practiced our sets. We kind of know what we're trying to do. We have an idea of what we want to give the crowd and so I don't think we've, we've bummed out of a set everything's been major oh have we a long time ago <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah. so again like the crowd you know kind of warms up to us because I think at the end of the day even when we're getting in early we're making connections they feel like they can touch us they can talk to us we are regular folk right who just happen to know how to put two songs together in a crowd so I think preparation is important so like when we come to a show we respect the fact that you've paid money to come and see us play even though we're part of a whole act but money is money we get that we appreciate it. but we respect your time so when we do a show for you we respect your time because money you can always get back that one hour that you have us you can never get back we want to make sure it's memorable for you we are about creating memories out here he spoke into the camera you seen that like yeah. he was sending a PSA you talked to me there no legit I was like oh snap he said your time start snapping please yeah. poetry yeah oh, yeah I totally agree just to add on to the preparation part prepare on every level as a DJ because there's so much that goes into it it's visual it's the technical part 
So you have to know what equipment you're using. So find out prior to the event. One time we had an event, we went to the venue the day before. Just listen to the speakers, listen to the sound, where it's going to hit. So when they shortchanged us on the sound, we actually called them out on it. We're like, hey, look, they couldn't hear us in the back. This is different from when the main act was doing it or when this was doing it. Because they do it sometimes. They want the main act to sound really good. So right. they do that. So if you prepare in that way by going early or meeting your uh, sound engineers, because these are people who are going to be working with you. They might turn off the music on you. Make sure you know you introduce yourself. Everybody knows you in the venue who's working in the venue. That's important as well. Prepare yourself. Look good. You're on stage. You got to look good. Yep. Even if you don't, just look nice. Just make sure people appreciate your effort because they're looking at you before they hear the sound. They're looking at you. So whatever you do, you're on display. I see you're itching to say something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just smiling. Cause yeah, I think the audience would appreciate we've seen Lex and Answer. When we rock up, you can tell that we put effort into even the way we look, you know, because that's we are front and center the stage and you're looking at it the whole time. So we got to be at least eye candy at some point. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, so yeah. That's him. That's him. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not with No, that. I'm talking about we. Uh, the idea is that we put effort in almost everything we do from, like he said, the technical part, the, the production of it all. We have nights where we're like, okay, what are we doing? We change things around. Even before we get there, we get the audience feedback. Like he was talking about the whole thing about the speakers, right? As a DJ, you've got a booth. You can't really hear. And um, the feedback was from, hey, we couldn't hear you the last time around or whatever. And then we get that. And that's from interacting with the crowd. And I think, well, like he's a sound engineer, like we were talking about early on. So that's his department. And so I think the best feedback you get is when you go to the exact same venue next time around, they treat you like the stars. And that's the treatment we're getting. So we know what a good sound feels like. You get feedback from people. And so we demand to kind of showcase our best skills, you know, so it kind of works better for everybody. Love it. One so, more? Yeah. <laughs> One more from you. As a DJ, you have to be confident in who you are and be present at all times because it's easy to get swayed and you must never, ever, ever think you're bigger than the team because we're just a piece of the puzzle. Interacting with people, it's so important. We've learned that. We got introduced to you because we talked to our fellow DJ out in Rose. DC because we talked to her. We shared our energy and we're like, okay, she has great energy too. And now we're here. The family's growing. So it's very important. And he always says, this is the machine. The machine is growing. So machine. it's important to always Always, never ever look at yourself and say I am the mm, bleep now just always be humble and be present know yourself and be present that's my last word yeah no more no <laughs> just one more here just one more that's um, just like dang do um, I have to say one too I think one thing I love about working with Ansa is that he's a student of music he's a student of his craft he works hard at what he does and I've been blessed to see his growth from a guy you know who was bugging me to want to DJ for now to being like he's basically up there at the top in my opinion Um, so I think the idea is when you keep on working you gotta keep on working I'll give an example right this is one of the do's always be a student we did um, a show on a Friday rock major leagues next day we had another show we did that it was uh, a piano brunch up in DC uh, then the next day we had black coffee so granted network we have access right and we are front and center right behind black coffee and what we were doing is we're enjoying the vibes but we're taking notes mental notes and see what we're doing because black coffee you know why people pay $140 for those tickets because a song is a song you have it on your car cars playlist or phone or whatever a song is a song but why do people pay 140 bucks or 20 dollars to come to your concert and why are people paying five bucks elsewhere black coffee creates a moment we're like oh my god so we as djs we actually are out there studying the craft look at the greats what a grammy award winners doing we take notes and we come here and then we like we practice that we put our own spin to it and stuff like that the idea is our dues are keep on getting better i listen to some of the mixes i used to put on soundcloud from 10 years ago i'm like oh my god this is terrible you know what i mean so but now it's like oh okay this is different before we opened for Prince KB in DC we went to his concert at Lebane where we're actually playing on Wednesday lovely views and then on the booth the lovely booth CDJs got four CDJs and so what happened was Ansa had one corner and I had the other corner we were like front row we are not playing we're taking notes we did the same thing when Shimza came to Dallas said it'll do we are front and center because we're learning these things and what the greats are doing and so we always want to get better we're never satisfied like for us right now the Major League concert which was a, a hit shout out to my parents DMV New Androids and entertainment it was a hit right but for us it's history we're preparing for the next thing what are we going to do in Lebanon? what are we going to do in dubai what are we going to do it's like we have to better ourselves every time and it's all about preparation well, the biggest do's is work hard and prepare always trying to get better and learn from the best lifelong learning beautiful yes <laughs> <laughs> beautiful beautiful well thank you guys so much honestly and don't let anyone wearing the same outfit as you come on stage <laughs> has that happened before <laughs> we won't get into that oh <laughs> okay. my goodness 
sis. That has happened before. Nah, we'll, we'll move on. That's for part two. Not the same outfit. Twins <laughs> on stage? Wow. You see? So I'm saying you got to make sure you, you have a backpack or something with a different Just t-shirt or something. Always right? prepared. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Wow. Be ready for anything. Anyways, thank you guys so much. Truly appreciate it. I'm sure everyone's going to love this episode because we about to jam again. It's been a lit evening, yeah. honestly. But hold up, hold up, hold up, aunt. Do we get to ask the whole some questions? Ah, uh, no. No? Not at all? Um, this okay, is, you can ask a question. I mean, this is Sure, just podcast. one. Just one question. All right, I'll go. Not two? Oh, okay, Not two? that makes sense. Yeah, yeah you've got yeah, two, two questions, isn't it? Don't, yeah. don't scare me now. <laughs> Your name is... First lady, right? Yeah. So what drives you when you talk about DJ? We know you're, you used to be a radio host, lovely radio voice and everything else. Thank you. But we were here vibing with you. You can tell it's not one of those things that's just acquired. See, there's hearing music and there's feeling music and you feel music. I just want to know from you what drives you when you... Because you, you were excited about us doing simple things, by the way. <laughs> not, this man. Not, <laughs> not, not, not him saying simple <laughs> things. Yo, you got to come to the show to get the real stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, the Lex and Ants experience is totally different. But what I'm it's saying... Right? Your energy is like is amazing. Thank you. It's like whoa, we're gonna bring her to DC with us. You know what Please, you're talking about? You're, me no, actually, let's go to Dubai while we at it. You know Hello? what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway, sorry. What drives you? That's yeah. a very lovely question. I feel music. I legit just feel music. I think growing up, my siblings, we used to play a bunch of songs and things like that, and I just got invested in it. I started off dancing more. One thing I did realize was that my family didn't tell me to stop dancing. They kind of like, yeah, yeah, you know, hype me yeah, up. And right. so the more you hype me up, I'm like, okay, let me find new songs and come yeah. and show you what I can do to yeah. these songs. Music just became a part of me. Yeah. I can hear a song and I'm like, no, repeat that part again. Because right. I can feel the goosebumps right so i can only imagine what the producer was doing what the musician was doing like i can feel what they were feeling when they were making the song just right. music has been part of my right. life it brings me happiness i actually have joy playing music i feel the vibes the vibes that people be searching for i have it in my pocket <laughs> i have it in my pocket you know that's a secret sauce right it's there. a secret sauce is in my pocket but yeah that's a lovely question though thank you for asking that i mean we can tell i mean it goes along way when you're DJing, right? You know what I mean? Does, you feel yeah. yeah, you got lucky. I got nothing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got nothing. Awesome. You got really lucky. Yeah. <laughs> next time. Always prepare for the next question. I think we need a part two when we come back from Dubai. You know what I mean? Got to cover the special. Yeah. No, no, no. We've got part two after the Afro people because she has to come to Lex and Aunt's experience. So we, we have a third guest. <laughs> have a fourth guest. Yeah, fourth Not guest, yeah. Siri in the conversation. Oh, true. Who right. called you? <laughs> I think she has to experience the Lex and Aunt's experience and then we will come and do the podcast. That's true. Yeah. If, if she has slots, because you know she's, Ooh, she's going up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we. Yeah, yeah. W E. <laughs> we going up. We going up. But thank you guys so much. This was a, an amazing, amazing, amazing experience. And I can't wait to experience more with you guys. As you said, we're family. And so only up from here, fam. Yeah, only appreciate up it. from here. About to put Dallas on the map. Yeah. Hello? We know it's on the map already, but you know what we mean. <laughs> it's about time. It's about time. <laughs> it's about time. Let's Lit. go. Yeah. All right. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Peace. Peace out.